0: Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Christopher Greenwood. Chris, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am lit and ready to rock, man. Yes!
0: Chris, aka Manifest, is a four-time Juno Award-nominated rock artist, entrepreneur, and public speaker. He's toured over 21 countries, selling over 300,000 albums and a million singles. He loves skateboarding, surfing, and hanging out with his family. Manifest, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I'm from Toronto, Canada. i been in uh, Cali for three years. My daughter was born there. And um, I'm back in Toronto because we had our daughters. So I wanted to be close with family. But uh, I've been doing music for over 10 years full time as an actual career. Um, I took the leap of faith and quit my IT job um, to uh, pursue music, thinking I was going to be a, a rock rap star overnight. Um, went into over $30,000 in debt, but uh, didn't quit. Kept on pursuing it. And I uh, wanted to get my message out there and even greater way. And so I released a book and started diving into, you know, online business and marketing and now selling courses. So, you know, my business now kind of is uh, the main is music, uh, selling music, performing, touring, but also uh, working on this online thing, getting inspired by guys like you and uh, crushing it with the courses and a membership site. So been uh, keep and be busy for sure. <laughs> well, on that note, let's talk about revenue. I mean, you're
0: somebody who's really kind of getting your feet wet. I mean, you've crushed it with over 300,000 album sales and over a million singles. How does that translate into real revenue when you are doing something like you're now doing with online?
1: Well, what's really cool and I think will inspire your listeners is with like music, um, it's kind of like that gift that keeps on giving. You you do the work once and then you get, Paid for it continually. Like we had a song I wrote over five years ago that just got in a movie for over 15 grand. And so I'll get paid for them using this song, but plus there'll be royalties generated when it plays on TV or Netflix or wherever, which is really cool. And then depending on what type of a deal an artist signs like mine, uh, you know, I ended up getting my records back. Kind of like when a, an author signs a publishing deal, um, hopefully they eventually get their baby back. Like the the publisher will promote it and they'll get the majority of the income and they'll get a small check. Same thing with um, a, a record deal. And so you get a very small royalty um, for, for really ever, depending on what kind of a deal you sign. But with me, I actually got my records back. And so I'll get the majority of the... Income now, and there's just some crazy different like income streams with music. Like, one of the ones I love is YouTube, where you know, I have a YouTube channel, I get paid for people listening to stuff on that. But if it's monetized correctly, I also get paid for the thousands and thousands of videos that people upload. Um, with my music behind it, mm. like I have this one video of these pit bulls doing these crazy tricks and it's got 12 million views on it and it's bigger than the music video that we spent money on promoting. And so it's just kind of funny the way things work, um, with that. And you can kind of, it has a really cool multiplication factor with the uh, online and music.
0: Well, let's dive maybe just a little deeper into that specifically, because I think a lot of my listeners will be curious, like, how do you monetize a YouTube channel? Like, how does someone like yourself take that 12 million view pit bull and turn it into actual dollars and cents?
1: First thing is, is you have to have it set up before those views take place. It's not retroactive, which is like, like, hey, I got oh. got ten million views, like pay me. They're like, um, no, <laughs> no, you totally miss out if you don't have it. And so you've got to use like a third party aggregator like AdRev. Um, I use a company called TuneCore um, to uh, upload my music and distribute it on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. And then they also have an option to monetize your YouTube channel. So when someone uploads um a video with music in it they'll probably they've probably seen this where a claim gets put on it's like hey um we own the rights to that music you can still have this video up there but we're gonna claim it for all the ads that are put in front of it and so you know those ads are really small percentage of the money but hey dimes add up to dollars eventually and <laughs> you know you get thousands and then millions of views you start to get a decent income there and so um you have to use a third company like tunecore cd baby or AdRev to to monetize your channel in that way
0: and so tune core that's t-u-n-c-o-r-e yeah and i heard you say cd baby is that derek sivers old company
1: that is actually oh, Derek. you so know cool. derek
0: yeah yeah a great guy i just love his audio books that he has when he had you know he's got some great books and then i mean his blog too is killer so fire nation check out derek sivers that's his baby uh cd baby a uh, good good story there Now, let's manifest, talk about your journey as an entrepreneur, which has had the ups and the downs. I mean, we've talked about some ups with you rocking dollars and cents when it comes to YouTube and 300,000 albums and a million singles. But take us now to your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story.
1: I would say the worst was probably when I quit my job to be honest, it was like the best and the worst because I was making <laughs> over seventy thousand at this computer job. I was an i t engineer got signed, and I just thought you know it was just going to get handed to me, you know, build it, and they come we made the record, got signed, I thought that was. You know, the end of the journey, but I really realized it was the beginning. You know, we were, nobody was coming to the shows yet. The label wasn't doing as much as I thought they would do. Now you say and,
0: nobody's coming to the shows. Like, maybe that's a story that I want to hear real quick. Like, what does that mean that nobody's coming to the shows? Tell, tell me the story of a show that you did where it was empty.
1: Well, I'm a big believer in dreaming, and you just you want you just want to see the stadiums filled. You want to see the theaters filled, whatever it is. And there's just we're going to these shows, and there wasn't that many people. Sometimes there'd be ten, sometimes there'd be a couple hundred. I remember there's this one where there's only five. One time, me and my wife and my friend drove seven hours to the show, and the promoter forgot about it, and he was on vacation, and <laughs> so we drove all the way there, and there was no one there. And I think we set up our banner or something like that and joked around and ended up leaving our banner there and drove seven hours home. And I think that one – his friend was there or something like that and he gave us like 20 bucks gas money. And it's just just discouraging, you know, and it's just not working out um, the way you want it. And kind of like you you work on this product and then – Crickets. Once you put it up, because you, I, we did, I didn't understand marketing, right? And I just thought it was going to happen. I just kept on swiping the credit card and then using the credit line to pay off the credit card. And I was like, okay, I've got to figure out how this business works. So I was in—I almost gave up. Like I was like, I was in the moment of quitting, and I was on the road in Texas, actually. And my record label calls me like, Chris, we've got good news for you. I'm like, what? Please tell me some good news. They're like, well, you're doing well in Japan. I'm like, Japan? What does that mean? He's <laughs> like, well. We imported 10,000 records there, and they'll sold out in the first week. So we imported another 10,000, they'll sold out in the next week, and another 10,000 those sold out. And I ended up going to Tokyo Osaka and doing this huge tour paid. Um, the, the fans were packed like 800-plus Cedar, and singing every lyric to every song, and then I go to sign autographs after the show, and they couldn't speak English. It was amazing.:
0: <laughs> Well, I want to hold on right there for a second. Like why Japan? Like, did you ever find out the root cause of, of why you took off there?
1: Well, I ended up meeting my A&R down there with uh, EMI and uh, he found my music and he thought I kind of sounded like Linkin Park meets Eminem and they just tried it and he just kind of was the, I'm trying to think of the word, the guy that just really pushed it and pushed for this thing and they just thought it would work in their market and Japan is the only place that still has a tower Records, okay, in the world and um, its they just still buy CDs and honestly, I can't put my finger on on why I kind of look at it as just like a god thing like the the yeah. art the music connected and it just happened I really like to think it's because I didn't quit and I and I persevered through the through the dark times, you know?
0: Well, you had that advocate and that advocate like puts you out there and things happened. I mean, I like to use that analogy that, you know, you just stick your hand to this bowl of just wet spaghetti and you pull out all these spaghetti strands and you just throw them all against the wall. You have no idea which ones are going to stick. And likely only one of them is going to stick and the rest are just going to slide down if we're using a real entrepreneurial example here. Because most of the stuff that we do, Fire Nation, doesn't work. You only <laughs> hear about the things that work you only see the things that work we only talk about the things that work usually because why do we want to focus on the negatives we don't but you know that's why i love telling these stories on eo fire so i'm preparing the listeners to realize that hey this is the norm, you know. It's, you know, manifest didn't go out and just crush it from day one. He drove seven hours to a show that nobody was there because the promoter forgot about him, and he got twenty dollars in gas. I mean, and now he's in. You know, then he was in Japan, and in another blink of an eye, you know, with mob houses and people ripping. You know, just like singing his lyrics and ripping and roaring along with him during the show. I mean, you just don't know, and that's part of the excitement. But just realize it. Now, on the flip side, manifest. Let's talk about one of your greatest aha moments. I mean, obviously, you touched on one of them, which is, hello, marketing. Like, so few of us realize how important marketing is until often it's too late. Talk to us about one of your greatest business entrepreneurial aha moments and how you turned it into success.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Kickstarter thing. You know, I and I know you've done a really successful one, John. I've done three now, two for um, albums and one for a book. And I remember being so scared to press launch on that thing, <laughs> just like wondering, what are people going to think? They're going to judge me. It's not going to work. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be embarrassed. And But I did it anyways. And I was amazed at the support that I got from people. And we put so much work into content and connecting with people. And I'm going to quote um, Simon Sinek here that people don't support what you do, they support why you do it. And that has definitely been with me in the music side of things. People support why you do it and what you stand for, where I think more in the entrepreneur, they support because you solved their problem. But you still need to show the heart, I think, and the inspiration of why you do it. And like, I think, you know, obviously, John, you care with people and you put your heart out there. And that I think is part of our our, our branding and that people support why you do it because there's like something greater behind. And that was a real light moment changed the way I, I did business, and just really wanted to show that I cared, and not like, "Hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff." And that's a real problem, I think, with both uh, music and entrepreneurs, artists, whatever. Um, kind of sometimes get confused with where they just want to just keep hitting people over the head with "buy my stuff." It's like, no, share this story, share the why, share share the the heart, and um, that's made a real change in connecting and building a fan base and building a a following by just. Putting myself out there. I wrote an email the other day to sharing that my laptop was stolen in the airport the other day and then my iPhone, my daughter, cracked. It was just a really crappy week. And I just put that out there, shared the story, and I was like, hey, I released this new music video though, and I wanted it to inspire you guys. And I was amazed at the response I got from just not trying to say, hey, look at my new music video, look at this, look at this. It was just like, no, I shared a story. I went through a crap this week. And I want to say, hey, I went through this, but I wanted to share you this. I'm still still doing this thing. Still want to bring you guys great content and keep pushing. And I encourage you guys to do the same kind of thing.
0: Fire Nation, humans want to connect with humans. So how can you make yourself just connectable? How can you build an intimate, real, genuine relationship with your listeners, with your followers, with your fans, with your clients, you know, with fill in the blank? Like, how can you make that connection and I can tell you, Manifest just laid it on the table for you. You, you do that by telling stories, by telling real stories, but not putting up a wall and saying, oh my God, I'll never tell anybody about a negative thing in my life. Like, no, like t- show the real deal stuff, show the good, show the bad, show the wins, the losses, the happiness, the sadness. That's part of living life. Now, Manifest, obviously marketing used to be a big weakness of yours. And I don't know if it still is. I doubt it because of your success. But what would you say your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is right now?
1: Delegating uh, and uh, trying to do it all myself still, and really building the team. And this is funny. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on radio and all kinds of crazy things on my music with like no results. And I find like the results I've gotten from online business, and I've even spent nearly as much, but I'm like, tip, like, dipping my toe in and I need to just jump into the water and just like, not like go crazy spending money, but like just try stuff and not be afraid and don't just tiptoe so much, but just really go all in. And I'm doing that a lot more. And I know I need to do that with the team and delegating and just learning to uh kind of clone myself and uh, stop trading my time for dollars. And that's what I'm Um, I I struggled with before and I'm I'm learning to overcome and getting those people that are stronger in me in areas that I'm not in and stop trying to do it all myself. The water's warm
0: manifest. Come join
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what's your biggest strength? My biggest strength is, you know, I used to struggle with fear. I used to be very shy, very timid. You know, I lost my dad when I was really young at five years old. So didn't have a role model on that. And so fear used to be something that really held me back. And now I just don't, I just don't care, man. I will just run into a wall. I will kick that door open. I, you know, I just don't care anymore because like, I just, I'm just over it. I know that um, when I take action, it just fuels the success. And that's one of the principles, just action fuels success. Just go, just go, stop thinking about it, do it. And I love this thing is that, you know, do it afraid. You know, um, I think it was Michael Hyatt who said, you know, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is the willingness to act despite the fear. And so I don't care. I'll do it afraid. I'll get on that stage. I'll, you know, make that call. Like, what's the worst thing they'll say is no. Okay, let's keep moving on. Let's just keep going. And so that's been a real valuable um, asset to me now in business.
0: I'll never forget that when I was in high school, I was paralyzed with fear at any school dance. Like if there was music playing in a public area, like I literally couldn't even move. You know, I couldn't even act normal. I couldn't even stand there and have a conversation. Like I would just be too nervous. And, you know, I'd see people that were dancing. And one of my really good friends was like such a good dancer. I just admired him so much. And I was like, dude, like, what's the secret? He's like, I just don't care really what people think about me. I just don't care that much. And I'm like, wow, I just, I care so much. And, you know, I was just like, and the reality is like everybody is just standing around caring so much about what other people think. (laughs) Nobody's caring about the other people that much. It's just this crazy cycle that we put ourselves in. So when I went to college, I said, you know what, this is like, a new state, you know, I'm leaving Maine, I'm going to Rhode Island, I don't really know anybody at this college, I'm just going to commit to being a different person when it comes to dancing and music and all these different things, and that was just me from day one, and I just kind of became known as that, like, kind of goofy, not good, um, but fun dancer, the person that would get on the dance floor and just have fun, and then other people would be like, well, if John can dance and he's not that good, like, I'll get out there and have some fun, too, and, <laughs> you know, slowly and surely, I got a little bit better as a dancer, but, you know, never great, but... I just overcame that by just saying, man, like who cares? And it ended up being the opposite. People just loved the fact that I was essentially able to give them permission to go out and have fun because there was this, you know, goofy guy on the dance floor that was making way more of a fool of himself than anybody else would, anyway. So think about that Fire Nation in your life. Like what is holding you back and why? Now, manifest, what's the one thing that has you most fired up today?
1: Today I am really stoked about memberships. Um, I launched an online membership community to help other artists. It's called Fanbase University. And uh, just the idea of being able to coach a whole bunch of people you know, in a group setting online and, and just have that impact on people and the reoccurring revenue model. Um, I know it's really popular online right now. We've been doing it for about six months and um, it's just been so awesome. Not only just being able to, because when you do a launch, you, you, you sell the courses, it's great and you pump it up, the JVs, all the things, um, but then it, it ends. And I love the idea of having consistent revenue right there. That's been really pumping me up and exciting me and just being able to help artists and hearing their stories and connecting with them on a more personal level and kind of helping them to avoid the mistakes and the pitfalls that I made um, has just been amazing. And so we're relaunching that and continuing to have new members. And that's that's got me really jazzed up right now, man.
0: Love it. Well, Fire Nation, I'm jazzed up for the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. If you're a marketer focused on helping local businesses, then one of the most high-pressure situations you'll find yourself in is being able to show them results. It's a terrible feeling when you work so hard only to find yourself and your clients let down. That's why I'm excited to share a free trading with you from my friend, Billy Jean, where he's gonna show you the best performing Facebook and Instagram ads created by his very own agency. Billy Jean has worked with some of the largest franchises in the world and has spent millions of dollars figuring out exactly what works and what doesn't work. From dentists to personal trainers to chiropractors to real estate agents, he's helped them all and he's going to show you exactly how he gets them results. Visit DeliverROI.com to sign up for this free training. That's DeliverROI.com. Education. Such an integral part of our journey, yet so lacking. When I was younger, I didn't know much about entrepreneurship and innovation. It wasn't until I started educating myself through listening to podcasts that I realized there are so many individuals out there doing huge things. And for me, this was incredibly inspiring. Maybe you're inspired to do something huge too, but where do you begin if you want to start your business or even innovate within an existing business? It begins with education, and right now, Concordia University, Wisconsin is offering an MBA in Innovation and Entrepreneurship to help you, Fire Nation, get started. You'll not only have the opportunity to complete the program in under two years, but it's 100% online and specifically designed for busy professionals. Plus, every student gets a dedicated success advisor who will be there to help support you on your journey. Visit onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash fire to learn more. If you decide to apply, enter coupon code FIRE. In Concordia University, Wisconsin, will waive your application fee. Christopher, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am ready, man. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Fear and failure. Um, I realized all fear is is false evidence appearing real, something that seems real in your mind. And I overcame that and just started taking action and didn't care anymore. And then I stopped worrying about failing. I, I realized that that was a part of the journey. And the whole idea of just failing fast. Okay, it doesn't work this way. Okay, let's try something else. Let's just keep moving. Let's keep moving.
0: What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: My hero, Peter J. Daniel, said to me, um, I heard one time, he says, look, you can trade your life for the cost of a big dream, a small dream, or no dream. So why not trade it for a big dream? And that's when I started going all out for this and realized I had something that I had to give to the world.
0: What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: As a business owner, entrepreneur, I think the idea of continuing to build reserves. I think that um, we need, as entrepreneurs and business people, need to keep saving so that when the opportunity does come, you're ready. And uh, that quote, you know, if you can't learn to save, then the seeds of success are not in you. Can you share an internet
0: resource like Evernote's with Fire Nation?
1: Dude, this is my favorite one recently. I've used it before. It is listen to YouTube.com. You know when you're about to go on the road and you were watching this YouTube thing or whatever and it's like a long teaching thing and it'll just blow up your data on a road trip? Just convert that thing to an MP3 and load it to your iTunes, sync it up, and then you don't have to blow up your data when you're on that road tip, and you can still listen to lots of uh, online teaching or messages.
0: Love it. I'm all about the MP3. If you could recommend one book, what would it be manifest and why?
1: Peter J. Daniels, How to Reach Your Life Goals. Um, One of my favorite books. Um, You know, we set, you know, one year goals, five year goals, but this is all about setting goals for your life. Because again, we're going to trade our lives at the cost of a big dream, a small dream, or no dream. So let's trade it for a big dream and set life goals that we're going to trade our lives for something. Let's
0: end today on Fire Manifest with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Absolutely. We can go to my website, uh, manifest.com or you can listen to my music on iTunes, Spotify. Um, also for my music stuff is smartmusicbusiness.com. And if they want to put slash fire on the end what? of that, I want to give away on um, my book fighter five keys to conquering fear and reaching your dreams. Um, that'll inspire whether you're musicians, musicians artists, it shares my whole entrepreneurial journey, more in detail and the dark stuff, but also just the overcoming stuff. And also my album, uh, Fight for you guys to rock out to while you're working or in the gym or whatever.
0: And what's that parting piece of guidance?
1: Never quit. I like to always say a fighter isn't somebody who never fails. A fighter is someone who never quits. So stay in the game. And if you're not in the game, get in the game
0: fire nation you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with manifest and jld today so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com just type christopher or manifest whatever in the search bar it'll pop up his show notes page with everything that we've been talking about today and manifest i just want to thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Manifest today. He's just uh, an inspirational guy for many different reasons that you can hear. And if you are ready to knock over your one big domino and start your chain reaction of awesome, you got to check out thefreedomjournal.com. So I will see you there or I'll see you on the flip side. Join Billy Jean on his free training as he shows you the best performing Facebook and Instagram ads that he uses to get his clients results. Visit DeliverROI.com.